Good afternoon, everyone. You're listening to 96.5 WCCS Wheaton College Radio, and welcome to the first edition of Sit Down for a Toss-Up. My name is Adam Bass. When you think of political analysts, who are some of the names that pop into your mind? You might think of Steve Kornacki on MSNBC, who calculates what states will flip from Democrat to Republican on his big board. Or maybe Larry Sabato or Kyle Kondik, or the crystal ball at the center of politics in the University of Virginia. They determine whether national races are, or toss-up races are more advantaged to either party. But what about a person who analyzes local races? Charles Chaz Nuttycomb does just that, and he's been studying these types of local races for over four years. And I would like to talk to him about his story. Chaz, welcome to WCCS. Hey, thank you so much for having me on, Adam. Well, thank you for being on. So the first question I want to ask you is this. What got you into studying and analyzing local elections? So uh, in 2017, uh, we had the House of Delegates elections in um, Virginia. Um, Democrats were trying to flip seats. Um, I was interested in a site I found, a group called Flippable, which is dedicated to flipping state legislative seats. Um, and uh, they had a map of the House of Delegates, um, and I decided to uh, cast my own predictions because I didn't see anybody uh, predicting these elections, um, so I decided to cast my own predictions for them uh, that year, and uh, I got 96 out of 100 right, uh, beating a lot of people uh, who eventually did cast their predictions who um, had a lot more skin in the game than I had. Um, and so after that, I thought, you know, maybe I have a knack for this. And uh, I decided to try and predict as many state legislative districts in the country as I could. And what is it like predicting state legislative uh, elections? Obviously, it must be different from national uh, politics compared to the other analysts out there. You said, what do I like about it? Uh, no, what, no what, what, what's the difference between that sort of prediction? predictions and analysis versus national analysis and predictions. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, so elections, uh, even the state legislative elections, are becoming more and more tied to national politics and the presidential race. Uh, I mean, you can, you know, for example, on a federal level, you could look at Joe Manchin's uh, big re-election march in 2012 and him barely um, winning re-election in 2018. Um, and same goes for state legislative races. Um, Democrats are losing in rural areas that are heavily Republican on the presidential and federal level, um, and uh, Republicans are losing uh, liberal ground in suburban, uh, college-educated areas, um, urban areas as well. Um, but, you know, there's still uh, a fair amount in places like Hawaii, Massachusetts, of uh, moderate to liberal Republicans in uh Democratic-leaning areas, and uh, in states like Kentucky, uh, Republican uh, rural areas um, that uh, will vote Democrat uh, on the state legislative level. Um, so it's, it's always pretty interesting. Well, that, that brings up another question I actually have, because you mentioned that state politics are becoming more tied to national politics. Do you think that has something to do with the it's something else entirely? Uh, I think he may have accelerated it in, in um, suburban and rural areas. 
And do you think it's going to continue that trend if Biden wins? Go on. So what state races are you very interested in looking at this year? Any ones that have caught your eye in particular? Going back to individual races, is there one that is your favorite to look at right now? One that you've really, like, taken a personal interest to? Sorry, can you repeat the question? Uh, is there a race that you really have taken a personal interest in studying? Uh, one particular race, race in particular that you that has really caught your attention, aside from just a general sense of, like, the Alaskan house or the Texas house? It's interesting you mention that because those would get a lot of media attention 
if the media would focus on them. And there doesn't seem to be an interest from national media or even local media to really put a spotlight on these uh, legislative races. So I guess the yeah. – yeah, go on, go on. The, the only example I could think of with that would be um, – uh, what's, the, what's the House district? Um, it's House District 37 um, where you have um, a 20-year-old uh, Democrat nominee who is has a ton of personal baggage and scandals, like a ton, a ridiculous amount. Would this be um, the Aaron Coleman one? to supercharge the local coverage? Americans uh, find out more. I know you have a website. Could you talk about it a little more? cnanalysis.com, everyone. So, um, Chaz, I would like to move on to, I know this isn't your wheelhouse, but the national race, the presidential race. You made a comment on, I believe it was Twitter, saying that this is looking more and more like the 2008 national race. Uh, if you could elaborate on that a little more. Perhaps 
So Biden would need about the same a margin that Obama would, or President Obama would need to win the Electoral College. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. no. Okay. He, he, I'm saying he would likely win the Electoral College if he does outperform Obama. I, I, it's very unlikely that he would lose it. Um, you know, he doesn't need to, you know, win by Obama's margin, per se, to win the Electoral College. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I think right now, it's a matter of what possible states does he win, Ohio, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Arizona, um, maybe even Texas could be a topic at this point. Um, so no matter what state you don't win, how similar the coalition will look to Obama's, um, and uh, what districts would uh, his coattails help with. Hmm. So one thing that's also been coming up in, in recent reporting, I know Dave Washerman of Cook Political talked about this is the partisan gap between mail-in voting early voting and in-person voting democrats have a very war very wide excuse me margin in mail-in and in-person voting around i'd say three-fourths compared to republicans republicans have a big margin in early in in-person presidential day voting not as big as democrats but still pretty big do you think that's going to make a difference on election day or no um, you know, it, it kind of depends on the state. Um, you know, a lot of states will be counting uh, more votes as, you know, if they're postmarked by election day. Um, not really going to have an election night for a presidential race unless Biden is winning by a large margin, which he very much could. So that's what we're probably seeing now. Um, you know, Waterman um, did tweet, you know, a, a doomsday scenario, which would be um, Pennsylvania. Um, having ballots thrown out, naked ballots, and, um, you know, not being called an election night. A lot of litigation would go through, um, and we wouldn't know who the president would be for quite some time, but given uh, Biden's polling lead, uh, I think we're going to be able to see who the president is on election night, um, unless things drastically narrow, which um, I'm not really seeing because the polling has been pretty stable. So, so what would drastically narrow look like? Give an example, perhaps you would see on a polling average. Sorry, give an example. What? Um, so I was I was asking you like an example of what a drastic tightening would look like. What would that be visualized? Um, before before we get to the last question, just want to confirm that was around that was Hillary Clinton's highest polling average in 2016. Yes, seven points around that. Polling, which is what she won a popular vote by about two points. 
see. Well, one last question before we wrap things up, and that is what elections are you looking forward to and analyzing beyond 2020, so 2021 and 2022? Chaz, thank you for joining us on WCCS. You are always welcome here. And you can visit Chaz's website. That's cnanalysis.com. Thank you for being here, Chaz. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you all for listening to Sit Down for a Toss-Up. Join us next week where we'll talk to Drew Savecki. I'm Adam Bass. Take care and good evening.